This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at thebbqguru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA, introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at sucklebusters.com, like them on their Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, or visit thetexasbbqforum.com. Check them out and see why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, the official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700. And by Butcher Barbecue, makers of injections, sauces, and rubs. Find them online at butcherbbq.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, a leader in the pellet grill market. You can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by CookinPellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at CookinPellets.com, or you can find them at Amazon.com as well. This is Jennifer Polymus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. To the really big barbecue central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. A couple different ways you can do it. A phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about... Oh, let's call it 13 minutes from now. And why not? I can say whatever time frame I want. Paul Carnell from PJ Smokehouse will be joining us. We're going Texas. We're going to do some turn burn. 
barbecue contest review. Paul won it. First time under the show, so we're going to get his take on the whole event. Uh, some background on him, obviously. Uh, we don't do a ton of Texas stuff, but I did want to do more of that, as I've mentioned before. And Paul's going to help me do that coming up in about 12 minutes from now. Then we'll go to 935, a longtime sponsor of this show, producing products that are helping better up the competition and backyard barbecue and grilling world. Dave Bosca, Butcher Barbecue, will be in the hizzle. We're going to be talking about a new product that he has brought to the table that is taking the world by storm. I don't even want to drop the hint at this point because if you are socially social media inept, maybe you haven't heard of it yet. So I don't want to be the guy that blows the wad right here up front. We'll wait for Dave to blow his wad all over your eardrums at 9.35 this evening. Then we will move to the second hour at 10.14. He has been on this show once before. He won the Sam's Club local qualifying event in Fort Worth. He'll help me recap that event specifically. Travis Clark from Clark Crew Barbecue Team joins us at 10.14. And then helping me round out the show, the monthly or a monthly show contributor, the official Barbecue sauce and rub reviewer of the Barbecue Central show. The one, the only fiery foods expert and reviewer extraordinaire, Scott Roberts, rejoins the show at 10.35. So there you go. Paul Carnell, Dave Bosca, Travis Clark, Scott Roberts, your interview lineup for this evening. You want to jump in, 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Don't forget... Do me a favor here right now if you're watching or watching or listening to the show. Facebook post it, tweet it, get it out there on the social media. Group email it, put everybody in the blind carbon so nobody gets yelled at. If you have the IP television stuff like Roku, you can get it there as well. Go to the App Store for the particular platform that you have. Search Outdoor Cooking Channel, download it. Then you have access to not only the live stream but a host of other archive shows, including this one right there. On Roku, you can subscribe to the show to uh, on iTunes for audio replays. That's the most popular way people get this show. I do have a YouTube page, uh, Outdoor Cooking Channel, as I just mentioned, has all the video replays as well of the show. And the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com, is the main clearinghouse for audio and video replays of this show. So if you ever miss anything, you can always go back to one of those many ways to re or consume the first time. Or listen to an interview that you particularly liked at some point uh, in the past over and over again. All right, so last week we were talking with Meathead about ethics on the Internet. And no sooner did the show end close to 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time than the email started rolling in. Who are you talking about? Are you guys mentioning anyone in particular? Shed some light on this situation. We're dying to find out. Like a bunch of cackling hens, the emails rolled in. Well, look, if you have to ask specifically who was it, well, you're obviously thinking it was you. And if you can't think of anybody else amongst your friends that is a thief of Internet material, bad news, it is probably you. We were probably talking about you. Be nice. Don't be a thief. If you're starting a blog, 
you are looking to get in that kind of space in this industry, specifically this industry, there's a lot of people doing it the wrong way. Don't do it the wrong way. Do it the right way. Ask. You know, I when you hear the bumper music to this show, the guitar stuff in the first hour, the country rap stuff in the second hour, I sought out those music groups, got in contact with them, and said, hey, can I use your music? Is it okay if I use a, a 30-second clip, a loop, and use it on my show? Is that okay? Yeah, of course it's okay. We'd love to have that. would be great. Yeah, but if I didn't ask for it, and even if they would have been like, ah, it doesn't matter, you just rip it off anyway, but, you know, thanks for asking. Of course, you should be asking. Don't just take people's stuff. Of course, I will most likely go to jail for using the Weird Science song. I did not ask for permission for that one. It just fits so well. Oingo Boingo will be suing me in short order, guaranteed. Collect bail money now, folks, because we're in trouble. Oh, boy. Uh, 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Those are your two ways to get in touch with me. Just answering a quick text from the day job. Be nice, be honest if you're doing the internet thing. Here we go. Here's something else. I don't know if uh, anybody visits the KCBS.us website on any type of frequency, but I was on there earlier today and a couple days ago as well, kind of prepping for the show because I like to do that, about 12, 13 hours for the two hours that we actually put in on the live show. Barbecue Hall of Fame nominations being taken right now. Dateline, March 11th, the American Royals seeking nominations for the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Previous inductees have included Rich Davis, Fred Gould, Speed Herring, Mike Mills, Carolyn Wells, Gary Wells, John Willingham, Harry Ford, sorry, Henry Ford, Johnny Trigg, Guy Fietti, Myron Mixon, Adam Perry Lang, George Stephen Jr., Pat Burke, Ray Lampy, and Henry Perry. These barbecue pioneers are joined each year by three new inductees to demonstrate a crowning achievement of barbecue excellence in three distinct categories, business or industry, pitmaster and celebrity slash humanitarian if you would like to nominate an individual to be considered for the barbecue hall of fame please submit their name category and an explanation of why their barbecue achievements are worthy for consideration well you know i inherently have a issue with organizations that ask for nominations because it's almost like a popularity contest. Now, I'm not saying that if you write the American Royal and there's a groundswell of support for anybody that they're actually going to allow it. But the fact that they're taking submissions is a little worrisome to me personally. Maybe you feel the same way. So here's what I say. If you're listening to the show live right now, if you get this show in podcast. I say we make the effort together to send as many letters as possible to get me considered for the Barbecue Hall of Fame under uh, celebrity slash humanitarian. Yes. The email address to send nominations to bbq at americanroyal.com. That's uh, R-O-Y-A-L, americanroyal.com. bbq at 
AmericanRoyal.com. Somebody link that up in the chat room right now. Copy, paste, and nominate me for Celebrity Humanitarian so we can show people what happens when you give the American public some kind of say-so into something as important as a Hall of Fame. A Hall of Fame. These should be the best of the best. These people should not need to be ballyhooed for. You should just know these people. It makes sense. Just announce those three people for crying out loud. Everybody should be good with it, right? Well, let's get me on the nomination sheet. Let's see if I can't get into the Hall of Fame at a young 40 years old. Come on, do it with me. I'm going to write one for myself. A cop blind copy me in to let me know you did it. Celebrity slash humanitarian, and then tell everybody why I deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I've been doing it this live show for eight years for crying out loud. Who gives more back to the community than me? Nobody. Get started for free with 2,000 pounds of free pellets when you purchase a Fast Eddie's by Cookshack FEC 240, commercial smoker oven. Now through March 18th, you can choose the pellets of your choice to ship with your FEC 240. Pellet varieties include hickory, oak, fruit, or mesquite. These food-grade pellets come in easy-to-store 20-pound bags. The customer incurs all shipping charges for the smoker and pellets. What's special about this deal? Fast Eddie's by Cookshack's FEC 240 is the newest commercial pellet smoker from Cookshack. It features eight 23 by 17 fixed shells for capacity up to 250 pounds of pork butt. A small footprint with large capacity will fit through a standard door. No gas lines to worry about. The pellets provide the fuel and flavor. You get that new IQ5 digital electronic controller. It has smoke, cook, and hold cycles for maximum efficiency, control, and consistency. You can operate 24-7. Fill the hopper once a shift. Uses an offset firebox and convection heat for steady temperatures throughout the cooking cycle. Clean burning pellets are superior because they produce very little ash, unlike their brethren, Logs and charcoal, ash is safe to handle, low creosote buildup. You can control the flavor. No inconsistency because of moisture or bark that you find in logs. No gas flavor. No storage issues from the health department either. The free 100 bags of pellets come on a pallet on this limited-time deal. They will last you nearly two months if you run this unit, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Take advantage of this deal. Give the Cook Shack professional sales team a call, 800 423-0698. 800-423-0698. Do not wait. This offer is valid for the first 15 customers to call. I did this read last week. It might not even be valid, but don't wait. Call to see if it is 800-423-0698. Check out the CookShack website, cookshack.com, for more information on their pellets or the new FEC 240. Good check. Uh, Good folks over at CookShack. All right, we're back. With Paul Carnell right after this to talk about the big win down at the Turn and Burn in Texas this past weekend. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. 
right, welcome back to 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets. For all your pellet-driven cookers, visit CookinPellets.com for more information. To order, you can also buy them off of Amazon.com. Good folks over at Cooking Pellets. Again, the website CookinPellets.com. They're not going to avoid any warranty either. Don't fall for that. Cooking Pellets good and Green Mountains and Cook Shacks and Traegers and all that stuff. No worries. So uh, visit my good friends over at CookinPellets.com. I told you this year I was going to get with the Texas barbecue scene a little bit more than I have in the past, and we are going to do just that right now. My first guest tonight just took the grand championship title at the Turn and Bird Barbecue Competition this past weekend. Here to recap the event, the weekend is the Pitmaster, first timer to this here show. Pitmaster of PJ's Smokehouse, Paul Carnell joining me on the show. Paul, how are you? I'm doing great, Greg. Uh, Paul, I appreciate you making the time tonight, and uh, lots to talk about considering this past weekend and the events that unfolded, but I guess before we do that, uh, for the folks that might not be as familiar with Paul and PJ's Smokehouse, uh, maybe a little background about yourself, kind of where you're from, and uh, how you got into the competition barbecue scene. Uh, well, uh, let's see, uh, spent the first 22 years after high school uh, uh, being in the military and the Army, and uh Got about got out, and a couple years later, me and an old army buddy, uh, Clarence Joseph, CJ from Mamas and Papas Joe, we uh, started up a team. When he came out one New Year's Eve and said, "Man, we have got to do this." So uh, we teamed up for the first couple years as Mamas and Papas, and then uh, we split apart and uh, been cooking together under different names since. So was it your idea to do the competition, or did he see one and, and say, hey, we should do this together, or how did that whole oh. thing work out? Oh, it was all him. It was <laughs> definitely, I'd never heard of it. I was like, what are you talking about? And uh, went out and saw, he went out and saw a couple, and we did our first one right about five years ago uh, next month. Paul Carnell joined so it was me. all him. I'd never heard of it before. Paul Carnell joining me here on the show, uh, PJ Smokehouse Pitmaster. So when you decided to to split, obviously uh, CJ, a very accomplished cook in his own right down there in the uh, great state of Texas, uh, won a lot, wins a lot, I guess I should say. Um, was it a situation where you're like, hey, I want to I want to show, well, let me ask you a better way. Was it uh, too many cooks in the kitchen at some point where you wanted to, to be the man and, and there were too many men in camp? Oh, I think it's inevitable. Anytime when you get, you know, a team with a couple guys that both really truly enjoy to cook, and uh, so I think it's inevitable uh, that sooner or later they're going to split apart. You know, there's other examples. You know, Craig Sherry and Darwin Howell, same thing. You know, they cooked a couple years together, and now both of them do phenomenal on their own. So, yeah, it uh, certainly happens. Uh... Paul, how many contests will you plan to do this year, or, or I guess how many do you have planned right now at, at this stage of the year? Well, you know, uh, i got two young kids, competitive softball and competitive soccer control my schedule, so I only get out about <laughs> once a month, uh, maybe 12, 14 cooks a year at the most. So, you know, i still got those kids at that age where they still want you around, so... 
you know, I get out when I can, when the family, when the calendar opens up. I try to get out as much as I can. How old is the softball player, Paul? Uh, she's 15. Oh, man, I'm right there with you. Oh, boy, watch out. Is she a pitcher? Uh, no. Oh, no, oh. no. All right, so you, at least you have some semblance of a life. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No doubt about it. And uh, my son was out with me on this cook-off. And uh, so I made the mistake of offering him 10% of my prize money. Uh-oh. I didn't think it would be so much. <laughs> do you find <laughs> that the, uh, the, do the kids take any kind of, you know, super active interest in the competitive barbecue scene right now, or are they really not too enchanted with it? Well, you know, it's back to that schedule thing with us, you know. And so uh, whenever they can, they come out. Usually a couple times a year I'll take, take them out. Usually one at a time. That just keeps the drama down. And uh, I don't let them do it all, you know. Uh, they trim, they, uh, they inject, they, uh, do the rubbing, they put it on a smoker. So, uh, you know, if you're going to have them come out, they're not out there to sit around. That's right. Uh, Paul Carnell joining me here on the show, Pitmaster PJ Smokehouse. Uh, Paul, this was a IBCA event, correct? Yes, sir. All right. For, for the folks that, and we do a lot of, admittedly, we do a lot of FBA, we do a lot of KCBS uh, recaps here on the show, and I'm trying to get more into the Texas stuff with the help of my buddy Doug Shining. Uh, can, you, can you give a little uh, brief refresher on how IBCA works and, and how you get judged on in the meat you cook? Sure. Uh, you know, in IBCA, we just do the three meats. We do uh, chicken, pork spare ribs, and uh, brisket, and, you, and we turn in on that order. Our judging is different, whereas they just have – everyday people come in and judge. So for instance, on this cook-off, it started with 144 trays on the first round, and then it gets cut by probably at least half the second round, and then again on the third round. So it hits the final table where they actually line them up in placement. And at that point, any one of the three can take overall grand champion, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we add points. We get points for each category. Uh, tenth place is worth one point. Uh, you know, first place is ten. So then th- those points are added up for the three meat categories, and that's where you get your overall champion. You know, you have probably very used to the fact that there's no garnish in the box, and certainly I know Florida Barbecue Association doesn't have any garnish in the box. KCBS, widely known for the use of garnish. Uh, you have that little sheet of foil at the bottom of the box, and you're turning in half chickens and the ribs and the brisket, as you say. Uh, have you ever uh, tried your hand at an event where you have to use garnish, or are you really not interested in that? Yeah, well, I went up to the Big American Royal this year for my first attempt of KCBS. And uh, had a great time. Went up there not expecting to do well, but to just uh, enjoy the the event, which I did. How did did you do better than you thought? I wasn't last, so that was a positive. <laughs> there you go, absolutely. <laughs> Dal, not for me, not for you. Uh, all right, so if you could uh, maybe give us a, an overall recap of this past weekend at the Turn and Bird, maybe like the vibe, the atmosphere, and, of course, the, the quality of the cooks at this event, because this was a big turnout, right? Yeah, it was 144 teams, wow. and I would say there was at least 50 top-notch cookers that could have 
walked away with grand champion without a doubt. Do you uh, find that having an event of this size really amps up the, the competition level? Does it turn into more of a, a social gathering? Um, how do you find it? Well, you know, uh, usually Friday nights, you know, you walk around and you see people. And by 10 o'clock, the place was quiet. It was a ghost town. That's when you know you're at a big cook with big money because everybody really tightens up their game. And, you know, you're just looking around at your competition. You know who they are. So it just makes you focus all the more. Paul, when, you know, everything gets quiet and uh, everybody, as you said, kind of tightens up and and gets ready to go, um, what kind of uh, processes are you using and and what kind of a program do you have in place to make sure that you are hitting your marks to put yourself in the best position to win? Well, Greg, uh, see now I only cook, you know, once a month. It's hard to keep in a good rhythm uh, because every competition is also a practice for the next competition. So for me, I use a a written schedule, and, uh, you know, I've adjusted it over the years. Same thing with my recipes so that when I do go out, and it could be a month or two in between cook-offs, I just – have faith in my schedule, do what I know what to do, and then hope for the best. My theory is, you know, it's a it's a third prep, a third execution, and then a third luck. So, you know, as long as I'm happy with what the product I put in the box, I, that's all I have control of. So I don't get too worked up when it doesn't go my way either. You know, Paul, last year in 2014, Turn and Burn was part of a uh, contest of, uh, or, or was a, a portion of a, a three-series event. Uh, you guys finished second overall in that. Um, oddly enough, you were uh, right behind your old cooking partner, CJ, who uh, won that particular series. So, you know, aside from a Houston livestock and roadie event that, like, everybody knows about, would you say that on scale this is, you know, one of the bigger ones you're going to see in Texas then? Uh, I believe it's grown that way. The uh, the promoter, the the town that it's in, Pleasanton, does a phenomenal job. The amount of uh, sponsors they've gotten over the years. I mean, this is a pretty pretty small Texas town, and it's amazing how they've come together and gotten the community together to support this event. Uh, you know, it started off as just a hundred percent payback. And then they got added money from Western Wood, who does a, a wood product, logs and such. Yep. And then they got other businesses throughout, even at the awards, as we we're awaiting for the awards. And he was thanking all the sponsors and all that. There was additional sponsors thrown in thousands of dollars <laughs> from, yeah. from the audience to go into the prize. Yeah, I was going to say. So it went from what we expected to be about thirty-two grand <laughs> up to, by the time Friday came around, they were up to fifty-five, And then by the time they started doing awards, they were up to uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 62000 Wow, yeah, because I had heard from uh, Doug over at Rowe Cookers that there was something a little bit crazy going on and in a good way, and when it came time to pay out for grand champion, it was almost like uh, he kind of phrased it. It was an auction of sorts. Uh, and yeah. like, had you ever been a, a part of a contest that was increasing in uh, payout, like hand over fist all of a sudden? 
No, it was out of control. I was like, keep talking. Uh, you know, because the longer he was talking, the more money that was getting thrown in the pot. And all I could think of, I was, was somebody's going to take home a lot of money today. So as far as your individual results, the brisket, the chicken, and the uh, pork ribs, how did you feel about your particular turn-ins that day? Uh, I was very happy with all three of my products. Uh, I ended up with a second-place chicken, uh, an eighth-place rib, and the brisket just let me down at the at the worst of times. But I thought all of my products, you know, were I was very happy with what I turned in. So, in the end, when you get the call for Grand Champ, uh, how are you able to kind of track everybody else? I mean, obviously with a 144 teams it's probably a little bit more difficult than the 30 and 40 and 50 uh, number teams to be able to kind of keep track and calls and so forth Uh, are you able to keep any type of assessment on where you're currently ranking there is it all just kind of a big reveal at the end yeah you know me and cj were talking on friday night that uh you know it'd take one good call and one medium call given the uh the sheer number plus the sheer quality of cookers out there we figured it wouldn't take you know, but one good call and a kind of a meaty, medium call in there. And so uh, when I got that chicken call at second place, I knew I was in it uh, just from that. And then it was up until the last call, I could have gotten beaten once again by CJ or there's another guy named uh, Johnny Dunn, and he's been just cooking a dynamite brisket lately, and he could have beaten me with that first place call on brisket. So uh, I didn't have it until the end. So once your name is called PJ Smokehouse Grand Champ, I got a picture up here on the video side. You got a pretty big trophy in your right hand. And, uh, of course, I like your left hand a lot better with a stack of cash. Uh, What kind of uh, feelings are running over you as you uh, take the overall title at an event like this? Uh, Unbelievable. I mean, the money's great and everything, but it's just uh, pulling a GC with that at that quality of a cook which was really the overwhelming part uh western wood this year donated the trophy to go from each year kind of like the stanley cup and uh they they showed us on friday night the 2500 bucks of cash that was sitting in it so uh can't beat cash no cash works everywhere from uh what i remember at least now right now in my business world um Paul, in some of the other sanctioning bodies, you've seen, let's call it a, a large trend to some of the more higher-priced meats, the the Wagyu briskets, the specialty ribs and chickens. Uh, same thing for you and, and what you've seen down in the IBCA portion of the world, or is it still a little bit more mainstream? Uh, much more mainstream. All of my, my uh, chicken I buy at the local grocery store, the ribs I buy either at the local local grocery store if I find good ones or like Restaurant Depot, and I'm still cooking, usually at Prime. Sometimes, you know, you find that beautiful choice. You know, I've tasted the Wagyu's. I've tasted all the different high-end uh, briskets, and, you know, some of them, I felt they gave a, a different mouthfeel and just a little different flavor. And so I try to cook like my, one of my philosophies is 
try to cook for the people just like your dad used to cook. So give them a recognizable flavor profile and not something that's a little odd. Do you think that that is kind of a, a trend that holds true at that point or, or down there in, in the IBCA region where it, it is not in some of the other sanctioning bodies? Do a lot of the other teams that you know and that you talk shop with uh, hold your particular idea? Oh, without a doubt. I would say the majority of us are using, you know, the folks that are winning are using either a choice or a prime. There's some people that are using the Wagyu's, but I don't find them doing any better than anyone else. Uh, so down here, I think it, it goes to that basic, you know, give the people what they know. Can it can it be traced back, and I don't want to belabor this to death, but because there isn't a you know, certified sanctioned judge or something like that and some of the other sanctioning bodies where you're getting the people off the street, that you're, you are able to use kind of the, the quote-unquote normal cuts and not have to go through the extravagant expense and sourcing of all these other uh, Wagyu's and Comparts and all this other stuff. Um, do you think that that kind of lends itself to keeping that way? Oh, I, I definitely think that's the case. Because, uh, like, and, you know, I think it's, you're giving people what they know. Uh, you know, I question the garnishing. I've never been to, I never had barbecue that was ever served to me on lettuce, parsley, or any other thing. I've never had chicken served to me that's been deboned, reboned, de-skinned, re-skinned, and everything else. Uh, so down here, it is definitely more of what, people are used to so you know that's uh, that's what i try to aim for give them what to what they're used to uh because if it's weird if it's odd if it's different uh i don't think you'll do well and i think that also goes over to your pit uh been a big big move in years to go to pellet smokers and there's big move over the years to go to these insulated smokers and i think if you look at the results down here in texas you'll find the old stick burner offset smoker is what wins if you look at you know what last year at the western wood series where it was three major competitions in a row you'll see that most of those in that top 10 were just off the old-fashioned inefficient throw a log in type of smoker i mean i'm smoking on a 20 year old pits and spits <laughs> that dearly needs to be replaced but it works for me and up until six months ago i was cooking on it my chicken on a folding aussie grill from home depot for 45 bucks really <laughs> yeah and you know it took me years to finally pull the trigger on a decent chicken grill because I was like, you know, I made probably five, ten thousand dollars off this forty-five dollar grill. What if I buy a real one and I never win again? Bad investment, right? Exactly. So I kept with it for the longest time. Finally, right before Kansas City, I decided to actually get a uh, a chicken grill. Paul Carnell is the pitmaster of PJ's Smokehouse. 
and he walked away with grand championship honors this past weekend at the Turn and Burn Contest in Pleasanton, Texas. Uh, Paul, really appreciate the time tonight. Great insight, great recap of the weekend, and we'd love to have you on again soon and uh, talk a little bit more Texas barbecue with you. Hey, you bet, Greg. Thanks for the uh, invite. You got it. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Carnell from PJ's Smokehouse, one of the uh, top cooks out there in the Texas world right now, and uh, really laying it down, saying some things that I have long agreed with, and I think when it comes to the IBCA, using the, let's call it, average Joe judge, the KCBS judges have become accustomed to the high-dollar briskets. That's what they're looking for. Chicken looking a certain way. Ribs tasting a certain way. Looking for a certain kind of stuff like that. Pull people off the streets, you know. Not the same thing. The discussion could rage on for hours, I'm sure. All right, folks, let me tell you quickly about Suckle Busters, a product that's preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100%, made in the USA. Introduced their first products at Barbecue Central over seven years ago. They've won hundreds of industry awards, including two first places two years in a row at the American Royal Barbecue Sauce Contest. Used by backyarders like me, perhaps competition barbecue cooks like you across the country. Top-selling products include... The original barbecue sauce, the original, literally hundreds of awards in the industry. Honey barbecue sauce, a lot of people use it as a finishing sauce and glaze by competition cooks. You got the Hog Waller, it's a number one seller of rubs, perfect on competition pork and ribs. The competition barbecue rub, traditional style, very mild and savory, excellent on beef. The Clucker Duster barbecue rub, sweet heat chipotle chicken barbecue rub. Then the new products for 2015, the Wild Fang Wild Game Rub. Based with black pepper, awesome on ribs as well. The SPG, premium blend of salt, pepper, and garlic. The Bam Habanero Barbecue Rub, super hot but super sweet like me. Where can you get info on Sucklebus? Let me tell you, available at over 300 retailers nationwide. Check your local barbecue shop if you have one, or go to the retail store locator on the Sucklebusters website. Order online at sucklebusters.com. You can check out Amazon if you've ever heard of that. Call them, 972-393-9509. That's 972-393-9509. Email them at sales at sucklebusters.com. Check out their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash sucklebusters, or visit them on their own message forum, thetexasbbqforum.com. That's thetexasbbqforum.com. Check them out and see why people are saying... Suckle Busters means busted with flavor. Dan Arnold and the good folks over there at Suckle Busters. Thanks for their support. Check them out, SuckleBusters.com. All right, we're back with the butcher. I trust him. You trust him. Let's trust them together on a new product, won't we? Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, 
Welcome back. My next guest has been a longtime sponsor of the show, one of the top pitmasters on the competition circuit year in and year out, and earned the trust of a number of top teams in the industry because of the solid offerings in the competition. Products offering portfolio. Backyarders love them, too, like me. Tonight, we talk about the newest item. So let's go ahead and re-welcome friend of the show, pitmaster of Butcher Barbecue, Dave Bosca joining us here on the show. Dave, how are you, we're doing good, Greg. Good. I appreciate you making the time for the show tonight, Dave, because we have a very important topic to talk about. And let me tell you something, Dave. I'm not here to kiss your ass, of course, and you know that. But what I really like about people in business, just in general, and you apply here because you're in business as well, is somebody who is not satisfied with, hey, I have some really successful products or maybe two lines or three lines of products, but they're always looking to push up within the industry and bring some stuff out. Hey, maybe it doesn't work as well as you thought, or maybe it goes over like gangbusters even better than you thought. And that's what's happening over at Butcher Barbecue. And you sent me, uh, it was, what well, was a week, a week ago tomorrow, of course, because it never comes on Tuesdays because, you know, why would it be convenient for the show? Um, these Butcher Barbecue grilling oils. What? Dave, my mind is blown. What are grilling oils? Well, grilling oils is something I've actually been using it for three years in competitions. And it's a butter-flavored oil. Let's be real. I've never been a Blue Bottle fan. Um, I used to use Blue Bottles, but I'd refill them with something else. That's not a hidden thing. People took my classes, knew all that. I told them everything. But... I just didn't like the way it cooked. I didn't like what it did to the meat. It, it, it just didn't represent what it was supposed to be in cooking. We're trying to replace the, the fat, the grease, the moisture, and, and I just never, ever liked what it did. So grilling oils is just that. You can use it in a marinade. You can use it uh, every time you flip a steak, if you want to baste with it. If you want to cook your ribs with it, uh, if you want to wrap ribs or brisket. or I've already been told of a few folks that are using it to drizzle on salads. Uh, it can be done with uh, seafoods if you want to use it with uh, shrimp, stir-fry, uh, it's just so versatile. I know we'll, I, I won't even hear the end of any of the possibilities. <laughs> Let's say I hope I don't ever hear the end of the possibilities of uses. Dave, so is the need or, or the niche of the market that is filling strictly because you didn't like what the Blue Bottle was doing and you just wanted something different and then at some point thought, hey uh, – or perhaps, you know, my evil mind is always at work. Were you um, trying to, uh, you weren't happy with it. You make something. And then you're like, hey, what if somebody came out with something like this? Is that something you'd be interested in kind of doing some market research around the competition circuit as well? I didn't really spread it out there too far. Um, I kept it pretty close to my uh, vest this time on this product. We... I haven't, like I said, I've been using it for three years. I kept it behind my closed doors for a long time. Uh, did was it something that that I felt like a niche in? Absolutely. Uh, let's be real. There, there's there's nothing like this out on the market, 
in specialty retail barbecue outdoor grilling stores. I talked to just a couple stores, and they all said, no, I don't have anything for the backyard, or I don't have anything for that. So I think this stretches the boundaries of way outside of competition. Brisket injection, pork injections, you don't hear of backyarders doing that on a regular basis. Let's be real. They just don't do it. Um, Everybody grills. Everybody likes a moist piece of chicken or, or, or a moist steak or something like that. So this, I think, is far more reachable to the backyarder as much as a rub would be. Dave Bosco joining me from Butcher Barbecue. All right, Dave, so how do you come up with or, or how are you devising the cooking oil, you know, three years ago? All right. It, it's it's not real brain surgery. We start out with simple olive oils. Uh, went with some burn burn factors on them. What, what starts to smoking more, we went with uh, – Sapphire oil, we went with, I actually found a little bitty bottle of pecan oil, and I thought, wow, that's going to be really tasty. I'm going to like that. I tasted it, and I went, really? There's nothing to this. Um, I threw it in the trash. Uh, I, I just tried so many different oils. We've got an olive oil store up here close to where we live, and my wife's used a lot of their stuff, and they were enhanced with different um, flavors, and that really... That, that stuck in the back of my mind. Uh, and then the steakhouse flavor that we've got in one of them, uh, I really like it. Um, my son uses that a lot just with just straight vegetables. I've already been told of some different competition guys of what they're going to try that one on. Uh, I, I just, gosh, I, I can just keep going, just rattling on and on. But, man, it's just it's endless of what it can be used for. So the first thing that I thought about using, especially for the butter flavor, and you kind of hit on this with the blue butter or with the uh, the blue bottle, the parquet stuff, is is this a product that you can just simply replace? So if I'm going to put my ribs in foil instead of you know squeezing on the parquet, I can just take my butter flavored uh, grill oil or, or the other two flavors if I want, depending on how froggy I'm feeling. And, uh, you know, do a couple, you know, big heavy hand lines over there, uh, flip it over, same thing, and then pack on the brown sugar and the tiger sauce and, you know, whatever else I want to do. And and this is going to be something that can replace that. And I guess the bigger value to this particular product, you know, parquet, I believe, you have to keep refrigerated if you want to, you know, keep it for any length of time. Uh, this these grilling oils are, uh, I guess, what you call shelf stable, right, and don't require refrigeration. That's right. There's no refrigeration needed before or after opening. If you're grilling with it, it can just sit right out there in your outdoor kitchen. You never have to worry about bringing it in, put it in a drawer. Drawer, you can do whatever you want with it. It can just sit right there till the next time you need it. How many times you've ran outside and go, crud, I got to run back in. This is that one aha moment that it just sits right there in front of you. Dave, I'm getting a question here in the chat room. You could probably answer uh, asking if there's the same nonstick property as well to keep the glazes and such uh, on when wrapping. Okay, repeat the question again. I don't understand. Does the grilling oil have the same nonstick property to keep the glazes and such on when you wrap? Let's just let okay. I can't say that word. Let lecithin is a product in there 
that is an additive that will help with that, and that's what the purpose of it is for. Um, it is a gluten, not a gluten, sorry. It is a thickener in oils, and that will help assist with that. So, yes, I would say it would help with that. Um, all oils will have a, a that consistency, and that's what I like about this is the way it cooks into the meat helps replace the natural fattiness of the meat, which which allows the mouthfeel to be better than the blue bottle. Um, I don't want to keep harping on that particular product because there's so many other things that can be done with it than just replace that. But as far as the glazing, yes, it will help with that. All right. Uh, fl- obviously, we've talked about the butter, but there's two other flavors currently for sale. Uh, what are those flavors? One is a Chipotle, and one is called Steakhouse. People have asked, what is the Steakhouse flavor? It's it's kind of a replace. Uh, it'll give a grilling-type flavor if you want to cook indoors or on a skillet or if you're doing vegetables and roasted potatoes. You can use it to stir in with roasted potatoes to, to brown them, and it just gives that good flavor like you're getting it at a Steakhouse. Um, the flavors are built in to be on the milder side than if you just finger-tasted it right out of the bottle. That is designed that way so that as you're cooking with it, the flavor builds up. You don't want to use, say, something as a chipotle. Um, say you want to hit the top of a filet and then flip it over and hit it one more time, and it's so hot and heated up that you can't eat the meat and you're scared to use it after that. So it's used to, I'm sorry, it's built to where the flavors will build up. As you use it, the stronger it'll get. Um, So it's designed to be mild. You know, so I'm thinking that at least on the the competition side of things, these are going to be, people use them, they like them, it's going to be, you know, wildly successful. Uh, And inevitably, just like for me in the honey rub, sure, you can get it in the shaker bottle, but I'm a much bigger fan of the five-pound bag of honey rub. Are these going to be coming in in bigger sizes than uh, the squirt bottles that they're in now? Absolutely. We're already in the process. We've got labels made. Uh, We're trying to search out a 32-ounce canister bottle, quart size type product that is easy to ship and the feel, but yes, we are looking at 32-ounce jars of them to be made. And these are uh, available for sale right now at uh, ButcherBBQ.com, correct? Yes. Um, all the stores that we pre-order with our stores, stores have gotten them. They've been received either last Friday or today, so check at your local stores um, and see if they've got it. If not, ask them to get it. So I used it uh, for the first time over the weekend, the butter flavor. I had some fingerling potatoes that went right on the smoker and, you know, cooked at a a moderately high heat, 350, 375 or whatever it was. Um, But I put a really good uh, hand of the butter uh, oil on the potatoes and then just kind of, you know, uh, took a a spatula and moved them around every uh, 30 minutes or so until they were done. And, uh, you know, I guess what I liked is it didn't dry out, but there was just a, a nice, and I didn't go overboard, um, there was just like a nice butter hint, but the skin was still nice and uh, not crispy, but it wasn't uh, 
uh, overly soaked or damp. Uh, so I guess from my uh, estimation, and of course my girls are huge potato eaters and they love smoked potatoes, uh, these went over great, and they did notice. They're like, hey, did you put butter on these before you left or before you took them off the grill? And I said, no, I didn't put butter on them. I put grilling oil on them, and then they just look at me like I'm a retard. But, um, I mean, so I guess uh, the long-winded uh, review initially is that not only am I a fan, uh, and I'm not just saying that, but uh, the true test for me is what do the girls think. And uh, to a woman, it was hands down a winner. So I think uh, the product is very good. Well, great, great. Glad to hear that. All right. So let me ask you, are you going to be at the Smoking at the Run this weekend? Yes, we will be. All right. When you go to competitions, Dave, do you go and do you go stocked with your most popular items and you know will you be bringing grilling oils and injections and and rubs and, and bird booster and all this stuff uh because you know you're going to do some brisk business at a competition or do you not really uh go to sell per se you you just go to cook first no i try to take product with me everywhere i go um, I have a lot of folks that will email me through the week and ask like where I'm going. And I said, well, what do you want? I'll put it in a box and put your name on it. Um, that way they're guaranteed to have what they want. I'll get people to say, I'll just stop by and pick up some stuff. And, and yeah, I try to keep eight, 10 boxes in the trailer of different items. And yeah, I have no problem selling product at, at a contest. Dave, you also run a pair of FE 100 cookers in the back of the trailer. Uh, Cook Shack, as you probably know, introduced the new temperature control of the IQ5 uh, a little while ago. Is that something that you uh, have either upgraded to or have thought about it? No, I'm fully aware of what it is. I've I've been around them. Um, In my world, in competition in my world, I don't see a need in what I'm doing right here. Uh, The new IQ5s are so smart. I don't need to download anything for health departments or to prove that it never went out, controlling temperature. The three-stage cooking is not what I'm needing um, for what I've got going. The pre-programmed where you can idiot-proof it and set them in to where uh, you can reach up and hit brisket and and it automatically is pre-programmed to how you want to cook that brisket. I still, it doesn't take me, what, just five seconds to sit and punch the buttons. Um, Is there a need for it? Absolutely there's a need for it. Um, It's just not in my world. Dave Bosca, the pitmaster of Butcher Barbecue. Uh, You can find him at Miami, Oklahoma this coming weekend at the uh, Smoking at the Run. I believe that's like a a dual competition, or there's two days of competition going out there, which, uh, of course, I will not be at again this year. Sorry, Dave, maybe next year we can uh, revisit again. Um, Grilling oils are out right now. ButcherBBQ.com is the place you have to go. Uh, Dave, will you have some uh, grilling oils with you this weekend as well? Absolutely. All right, so get to Dave's space early and then leave him alone so he can kick everybody's ass at the competition. Uh, Dave, uh, as always, I appreciate the time and the insight into the new products. Uh, Always amazed uh, at what that mind is thinking. And uh, continued success, man. We'll talk soon. Greg, I appreciate it, and thanks for the time. You got it. There he is. Dave Bosca, Butcher Barbecue. I mean, this guy is coming up with new things. If this, if he doesn't have, like, one or two new products, and I know some businesses, well, one or two new products a year, no big deal. 
uh, in this type of industry, if you can come up with one or two next year, or one or two a year, that are good, solid. You know, there was Bird Booster, and then it was Premium Injection, and then it was the rubs, and then it was the sauce. And he really has it locked down. Get your grilling oils, butcherbbq.com. I am trying mine. The butter one's going to go fast for me. I mean, everybody in this house is a huge butter lover. So I use it early and often. All right, public service announcement from your friend and mine, Stephen DeFranco of Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. That's right. The website, stephendefranco.com. The phone number, 440-943-2700. Let me tell you something. Usually, you know, wedding ring on this hand, but usually I have a ring on this finger. It is my grandfather's ring. This would be my dad's father, Grandpa Rempe. And for, you know, long as I ever know, had this ring, ruby ring, and and it always caught my eye, and I was able to kind of get it handed down to me before uh, Grandpa Rempe passed away. I've worn it ever since. And four weeks ago, the shank, which is, uh, you know, this, this part of the ring here, the bottom part, snapped, broke. So I immediately ran up to Stephen DeFranco Jewelers and explained to Steve the severity of the situation, but more importantly, importance of this ring and what it meant to me. I mean, there's really no money or dollar value that I can put on it. It doesn't matter how much it's going to cost to get fixed. I just need to know that I can give it to somebody that I can trust that's going to do it the right way, that's going to fix it the right way to allow me to wear it continuing up because this one is going with me to the grave i don't have any sons it's all daughters and i'm not getting my ring see what i'm saying so i gave it to steve he called me today said it's all done i'm going to be able to get it tomorrow you know it's not just about what he sells it's the service that he can give you as well Maybe you have a piece of jewelry that broke or that you would like to have fixed or something tricked out on it or whatever. He can do it. You call him, 440-943-2700. 440-943-2700. Or visit stephendefranco.com. When you call him, tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister. Let him know you listen to this show. Tell him the story I just told you about my grandfather's ring. Can't wait to get it tomorrow. He will hook you up. He will ask you all of the right questions and you guys can go from there 440-943-2700 stephendefranco.com we're wrapping up the first hour when we come back stick around we'll be right back big name interviews advice on cooking brisket and ribs and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue it's the barbecue central show All right, welcome back. John Dawson weighing in. Rents, last week's topic about unscrupulous people was about shilling with rich. I don't know who that is, John. John Dawson weighing in again. Butcher's grilling oil idea. Oh, I tried this, too. I forgot to mention it to Dave. I just figured it was a no-brainer. Popcorn. 
butter flavored oil on popcorn. Loaded it up, put a bunch of sea salt on it with just a dash of Old Bay seasoning. Oh, yeah. Winner, winner, popcorn dinner with grilling oil from Butcher's Barbecue. You betcha. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah, you betcha. All right, uh, we are going to prep for the second hour. If you want to jump in, email me, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you want to call, 216-220-0966. Happy to have you aboard. We'll reload for the second hour here. Again, the websites, butcherbbq.com. The main website here of this show, thebbqcentralshow.com. If you want to tell everybody that the show is on, get them ready, get them on board for the second hour. Yeah, let's go. Talking Oil, a company sent me this, but it's for your cooking grate. Barbecue grill oil. All those wily Canadians, Jason King. Wily. It's like a nonstick, right? Yeah, this stuff you put on your food and it tastes good, like real good. Chipotle Steakhouse Butter Flavor. All right, I'm going to refresh my drink. I suggest you do the same, and then we will head together to the second hour. You are watching and listening to the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Renny Kanoff with ChampionshipBBQ.tv, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate 50 for wiener. But listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh. Top men. All right, just like that, we are in the second hour. All right. Welcome into the fold, folks. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. 
We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. You want to jump in in the second hour because you missed the first hour? 216-220-0966. Email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. If you did miss the first hour, you can go back, get it in podcast form, no problem. Still to come on the show tonight, Travis Clark and Scott Roberts. Yeah! Greetings to Barbecue Buck for joining tonight. The Buckster is in! Yeah! Anyway, let me... Re uh, restate my directive to all the centralites. Um, please email bbq at americanroyal.com and tell them me, Greg Rempe, R-E-M-P-E, should be considered for Barbecue Hall of Fame nomination for the celebrity slash humanitarian category. Um, you might want to use things, for instance, how long I've been doing the show, how, what, what a platform I have given to all of the uh, current Hall of Famers, uh, the platform of um, promoting different sanctioning bodies and uh, people within the industry that sell stuff and all of this. BBQ at AmericanRoyal.com. Get me on the nomination so we can show these people that you shouldn't leave these type of things up to the American public. We'll show them. Once you do it, as you're sending that email, carbon copy me or blind carbon copy me, right? Blind carbon copy me. So I know how many we're getting. I mean, don't tell me you're going to do it, not do it. Blind me in. And then we'll see how this grassroots effort gets off the ground. BBQ at AmericanRoyal.com. Greg Rempe, that's me. I'm your humble host. Folks, the 2015 Sam's Club series rolled into Fort Worth, Texas this past weekend. This was a local qualifier sending the top six teams to the regional final that will take place in Midwest City, Oklahoma on September 26th, so a few months from now. The top six teams moving on, and we're going to have the grand champion on in about 11 minutes from now, winning the whole damn thing. Travis Clark and the Clark Crew Barbecue Team with a 664 and roughly a half. Coming in second place, Cosmos Q with a 662 and eight tenths. Then you had third place, Meat Church. Fourth place, Three Woody's Barbecue. Fifth place, Hogtide Barbecue. And sixth place, L. Ray Smokers Competition Team. Your uh, point separation between one and six was a little less than five points. So uh, quite a contentious one through six. Congratulations to all those teams moving on to that Midwest City, Oklahoma regional round again. That'll be September 26th. The next Sam's Club event will be this coming weekend, March 21st in Tucson, Arizona. So good luck to all those competing out there in the great state of Arizona. Last week, I was having a conversation with Meathead about ethics on the Internet and all that other stuff as we had talked about. But out of left field, we got onto a divergent topic. The topic of the topic 
was, who the hell is sending us mystery bags of Kingsford charcoal? Uh No return address, no letter, just a box with a bag of charcoal in it. That was it. The next day, I got a call from the guy that's renting my palatial estate in Euclid saying, you have another bag of charcoal here. I said, a bag? Another bag of charcoal? He said, yeah, but it's it's not in a box this time. It's on like a mini pallet. What? Get that big stuff out of here. Sure as shit. I pulled up to the old house. We went in the garage. And there was this singular bag of charcoal on what had to have been a custom-made mini pallet shrunk-wrapped down onto it. I mean, just the pallet had to have cost four times more than the actual value of the charcoal itself. And then the weight shipped by FedEx? Oh, my God. I mean, that thing had to be $700 if it was a foot. I couldn't understand. Why am I getting two bags of charcoal? Well, then the next day... I got an email from the media people that handle all the uh, Clorox and Kingsford stuff, current. And they wrote an email and said, hey, just wanted to make sure you got the bags of charcoal. And we heard there was some shipping issues. And this is a new recipe. It's supposed to cook. I don't forget. It was 25% longer or something like that. And uh, we wanted you to try it out first before it hits the stores in uh, a few short weeks or whatever it was before grilling season started. And so, you know, hey, I love free stuff. Well, rule number three of the show, if it's free, it's me. But I don't know if there's going to be, like, new packaging or if it's going to say last 25% longer or brand new recipe because the bag I got had a T-bone steak on the front of it and it didn't say anything about anything being new, which was kind of like, why am somebody sending me a bag of Kingsford charcoal? Blue bag, no less. I'm a competition briquettes guy if I'm going Kingsford for sure. And then I got the letter. So, you know, A, I'm thankful. Again, if it's free, it's me. But let me give some advice to the folks that are interested in sending free stuff out, right? Send the letter in advance of sending the product. There were top teams and people and men and women in the industry shooting emails back and forth going, Did you just get a bag of Kingsford charcoal, like, out of the blue? Who sent me that? I don't know. Any return address? No. Send that email before. Send the email before you send out the charcoal, and that way it will eliminate a lot of the confusion on who's sending me free stuff. I mean, we like free stuff, but sometimes, depending on what the free stuff is, you know, thoughts go through your head. Like Meathead said, if that charcoal has white powder on it, head for the hills. Thanks to Kingsford for the free charcoal. Don't be jealous, you bastards, either. Because I get free stuff. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Pitmaster, star Pitmaster, the guy who competes rarely anymore, but when he does, has a knack for winning a lot of big competitions that he gets in, or at least finishing well above the fold. The pitmaster of Q Barbecue, Tuffy Stone, has entered in the cooking class arena. 
That's right. Uh, cool Smoke Barbecue School offering classes starting April of this year. Tuffy Stone will teach his recipes for chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket. They have won the biggest contests in the country, and while these recipes are valuable, the most important element to learn from this class is how to cook better barbecue in any situation. Tuffy will share his methods, strategies, techniques he uses to win on the circuit. This will enhance your knowledge and overall ability to prepare award-winning barbecue, whether you're at a contest or in your backyard. Uh, so class schedules, Fridays, 4 to 9, Saturdays, 7 to 7, and uh, Saturday class day, uh, it's two days. Cost for the class... Currently, the new leader in the clubhouse, I believe it was Myron Mixon before that, $950 per person. Booyah! Classes are in Richmond and range between, it looks like once a month, April, May, June, July, September, October, November. So you have those dates to choose from. Uh, And again, April 17th through the 18th will be your first option. I don't know if that one is sold out yet or not, but uh, $950 a person, and there does not look to be any type of spouse accommodation. So if she wants to come, she can pony up her own $950. Bucks. Boom! <laughs> Angela Iverson weighing in. You get hairstyling tips, too, with Myron. Yeah, Crisco, not only on your raw cast iron, but works well as a hairdressing if you're so inclined. All right, uh, we got Travis Clark coming up out of the break. Folks, if you're not familiar with Big Papa Smokers right now, just know that it is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue online. Number one Mac dealer of pellet grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers such as an Old Hickory ACEBP the Gateway Drum Smoker, and even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs. Flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending, their rubs have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition, including the 2012 and 13 American Royal, 2012 and 14 Jack Daniels Invitational, the 2013 Kingsford Challenge, and the 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, and the 2014 King of the Smoker. Don't think BPS can just be pigeonholed into competitive barbecue either. No, no. BPS rubs have become so well-known, they've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. With four of the nine BPS-featured rubs on their permanent menu and amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs are proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry, competitor or not, just a backyard guy like me. Big Papa is also banded together with fellow California... California-based barbecue rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. BPS's website also features an online meat locker with top-quality meats from Snake River Farms shipped right to your door from American Kobe Beef, Caribou to Pork, and Double R Ranch Meats, Big Papa's Meat Lager has something for every type of barbecue aficionado. Committed to bringing you the best flavors on the market, Big Papa's has recently added a few of the barbecue sauces to their lineup. Swamp Boy Sauce, a 
fine swine sauce and Granny's barbecue sauce. These hot new sauces are considered to be the new kids on the block this barbecue season. Big Papa's also created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition cooks in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind that BPS has done this all within the five years of being in existence, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, providing uh, customers with the very best barbecue products you can get, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and, most importantly, benefiting children's charities across the U.S., it continues to be just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers, and you can check them out at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. Travis Clark, out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills. Yeah, baby! Manufacturer of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you are looking for a big cooker to house a ton of food, they got one for you. If you're looking for a medium-sized cooker, they got you covered. Something to take on those tailgates, camping trips, or something like that. Yeah, they got that, too. They can also supply you with pellets as well. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. I love mine. You could love your own as well. GreenMountainGrills.com. Check them out if you are in the market for a, or at least if you've been considering a pellet grill. I always say give my sponsors first consideration. My first guest in the second hour, a leading pitmaster on the circuit right now. They are a BPS elite team for 2015, and he just walked away with the Sam's Club local title this past weekend in Fort Worth, Texas. Let's go ahead and welcome back to the show pitmaster of the Clark Crew Barbecue Team, Travis Clark, joining me here on the show. Trav, how are you, buddy? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Travis. Appreciate you asking. Let me go ahead and make sure I got the right graphic up for you here because I'm only one man doing a show here, Travis, as you know. All right, uh, so... Sam's Club local, uh, have you taken part in all of the previous Sam's Club uh, incarnations in previous years? Uh, this is our, our third year. The first year, we didn't make it out of the regional. We qualified in our local, went to the regional. Then last year, we uh, won our regional and went to Bentonville, finished 10th. And then uh, this year, starting off pretty good at our local. Absolutely. Uh, taking the, the GC, certainly no better way to start the local competition. Uh, when you look back on last year, 10th uh, place, uh, so, you know, in the top one-fifth, I guess, looking at it from a high-level perspective, uh, finishing, you know, top 10 out of the uh, 50 really good pitmasters is uh, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, were, were there some things that you left on the table last year that you'd like to have back? Uh, no, I actually put everything together i thought we had a great cook there isn't a thing i would change about it you know it, it didn't go our way but you know we we did everything we could travis as you look back at fort worth this past weekend uh you know was there anything out of the ordinary that you had to contend with and and i guess how did you find 
the overall competition as uh, you know, you're used to being in a lot of different ones, doing a lot of events. You know, it's put on really well. They they do a fantastic job of putting it together. I was the last one there getting there again. That's kind of been my trend here lately. Um, they do a great job with everything of like that. The judging this weekend was something I'd really never never been a part of. Some some judging like that is lowest scores I've ever been a part of. Can you contribute that to anything, or is this just part and parcel of the judging process? You know, I, I don't know. They had several several really i don't know whether to say the weird judges i mean i had anything from a 999 to a 665 on the same table really? you know and that to me is just extreme you know they i heard they're going to blackball a couple of judges that were dishing out fours and fives all day long i mean that's just there there's no need for that but them 30 teams that were there you know I, I had a judge come by and tell me he didn't have any good food all day and, and there's no way i mean not with those 30 teams that are there and are these, and I'm asking you to speculate, which I uh, hate to do, but if you're willing to, that's fine. Uh, w- would you call these uh, seasoned judges, or, um, or perhaps or are they a little less experienced on the pallet? You know, I don't – this guy, he, he, the guy that I talked to, he told me he had judged a lot, you know, or around Texas and everything. And I told him, I said, well, there's not really a lot of KCBS contests in Texas, is there? And he said, only the good ones. <laughs> I found that kind of <laughs> kind of odd. I thought, okay, but – they, I don't know. You know, you get some judges like that that, you know, think they're pretty full of themselves, but there's cooks that are that way too. So, absolutely. Travis Clark from the Clark Crew Barbecue team joining me here on the show. As you look through the individual results of the competition, Travis, uh, second place, chicken overall. So, you know, good way to kind of get the momentum running through the rest of the calls out. Uh, did you think your chicken was, you know, uh, real top notch like that? Oh yeah, my our chicken was on, on, and and I thought our pork and our ribs were. I thought all three of those were dead on as good as I could do. As far as the chicken is concerned, Travis, and uh, you know, I'm always interested in in getting perspective here. Are you a team that, because of the program and and how often you've you know now cooked experience wise, you just cook it and, and turn it in, uh, and you don't taste, or are you still a team that will taste prior to to running it in in case there are any tweaks that you think need to be made before offering it up to the judge i i towards the end of last year i was to the point i wasn't tasting it you know where we, we've done three this year i'm still i'm still tasting it this year because i've made a couple changes in my sauce and uh my wife's along like she was this weekend she always tastes our food usually she does the tasting travis clark joining me here on the show is is there a a method to trying it like, let's say, 10 or 15 minutes after the fact to see. Uh, I know there's like a, a mindset by some pit masters to say they want to kind of taste it as at the same temperature that the judges might be tasting it. She, uh, my, my wife always tastes it before. Uh, so we can tell if we need to add some finish powder or anything like that. When I tasted it this weekend, I tasted it probably about the same time the judges would be. Um you know, probably 10 to 15 minutes after is when I, probably about 10 minutes is when I tried mine, you know, and to me, I just kind of want to be able to see, you know, did it dry out by the time they would have got a hold of it, you know, and I, I leave it out on the counter in that 10 minutes, you know, so mine should be more in the elements than even what they're getting. Let me ask you something. And is there any planning when you're coming up with profiles and, and trying to see how it tastes to cook to that 
portion of rest. Maybe I'm not saying it the right way, but you know, I've talked to some people that say, you know, we we season the meat or we we use a flavor profile um, that we perfect when it gets to a, a ten minute rest. Like that's the profile that we're looking at, not hot off the grill or hot off the cooker because it tastes different. Uh, do you try and season it to you know that kind of a, of a rest period, if you will? Um, not really. I mean, I. You know, I have mine. Mine comes out of a brine at the same time. I season at the same time. You know, I'm in a routine like that, and and that as long as I don't get out of that routine, really, my it doesn't change my overall flavor profile at the end. It seems like chicken is the one category that very seldom does anything change in that. I mean, once in a while, I'm, it's a little dry. I've never not had bite through skin ever. Everything just seems to go well in chicken usually. Travis Clark joining me here on the show. Clark Crew Barbecue Pitmaster. Uh, ribs get 14th overall. Uh, you said um, you know all the meats you thought were were spot on. We can chalk this up to the uh, the oddball judges that were in the 10th. Then, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it was looking at my scorecard. I had you know had three judges that really liked my ribs, two that were kind of on the fence, and one that really didn't like them at all. You know, it's. That, that's how it is. You know, I'm, I won't change a thing this weekend with them. You know, they, they seem to be working pretty well. We had, we just won ribs two weeks before in Huntsville, Texas with them, you know, with the exact same rib. I, you know, so I don't change anything. It it really has to not work for quite a while for me to, to jump off the bandwagon. You take uh, fourth overall in pork, so another really high call, and then uh, you're, uh, you know, just out of the top ten with a uh, 13th overall in brisket so you know two really good calls two uh, just kind of hanging out the side 10 but i'm curious you know when you don't get the two calls in ribs and brisket uh, and, and i'm guessing I, I might know your answer but do you feel good enough in that moment to think that they were just hanging 10 or do you think that maybe they they might have finished down a little bit and, and you're worried now about the overall um i i really wasn't worried about ribs i, I really felt they were really good and i told my wife we were standing there i said Hell, they had to be 11. You know, I mean, I just, I couldn't believe I didn't get a call on them. Brisket, I, uh, that kind of, a 12, 13 plus has kind of been my trend here lately on that, you know. So I told her, I said, I said, I know I didn't bomb anything. I said it was all good food. And I'm sitting there trying to convince myself that we still got a shot at this. When they started rattling through that top six, it, it, you know, in three woodies with four calls takes fourth place. I, I looked at her and I said, shit, we didn't even qualify. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm just sitting there thinking, what just happened? You know, and I honestly didn't think we did. And then they started going down through, and they got down. They called Cosmo, and I'm sitting there thinking, holy cow! You know, well, Big Butts Negro and two had to win it. They had three calls, you know, and they hadn't heard their name called yet. And I was like, hell, that that's who won it. You know, so I, I was that was the first time at a contest that I have ever been floored that that we actually won a contest. So winning is great, right? I mean, everybody wants to go to a competition and win. Uh, you also get to move on to the regional round in Midwest City, Oklahoma, at the end of September. Do you have to be careful in, in an event like this, specifically Sam's Club? I don't know if there's any ones uh, that are really existing like it otherwise, where you know you have a, a local and then you, the regional and the fact that you don't need to win in order to move on. Top six, move on local, top ten, regional to get to the final. Is it at all hard to keep a, a winning focus knowing you don't need to take it all in order to move on to the next levels? Yeah. I mean, I guess, you you know, I sit there and I try to, 
try to convince myself like this weekend, top six, that's what I'm shooting for is top six. When in the back of your mind, you want to win. I mean, you do. And <laughs> Darren Ward put that on my Facebook page of winning is the goal. Well, it is. You know, we, we say the top six. The next round, we say top ten is all we care about. But, you know, obviously all of us want to win. But, you know, coming in 11th would really suck this next round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, during the uh, limited off season, you know, did you take into consideration any changes or, or tweaks or anything like that that you wanted to, to make the profiles uh, and institute them during the start of this year? The probably the biggest things I did, I, I did some tweaking on some of my sauces. We we got a new sauce sponsor this year, Fine Swine. So I started kind of working that in uh, on my sauce recipes, and and I wouldn't recommend that without cooking. And I was in the process of getting a new trailer this off season and and putting my pit on there, so I didn't do any practicing, and, and I still made a couple saw minor sauce tweaks. And first time out as we tried it was in Denver in, in January, and it, it worked pretty well. I think it's, you know, but other than that, we didn't really change anything. We're still using the basic same profiles. You know, we're we're not a West Coast offense team anymore. We're with the Kansas City Barbecue Store, but I still use their products. I mean, I love them and I believe in their products. So, you know, it really didn't change anything there. So what kind of a uh, what kind of a switch is that to go to a, a Kansas City barbecue store from you know I mean it seems like everybody in the mother's using West Coast offense and uh, that, it, that it seems to be doing so well in a lot of different areas uh, is there any trepidation at all uh, making a switch off of that? Um, no, I mean there's a lot of people that wanted to start a lot of drama about that. I mean me and Sterling are good. Steph, me and Steph are good. I still get along great with them guys. Still use their products. Still believe in their products this was just an opportunity for me that, that I think is going to turn into something pretty special. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, originally from Kansas, you know, so it, it just kind of seemed like the right fit. There's some great guys and good friends of mine that are part of the team, you know, Rod Gray and Tim Grant with true bud and several other guys. And it just seemed like the right fit at the right time. And, you know, I, I don't have to stop using any product or anything like that. It, it just works out really good. They, Kansas City Barbecue Store sells Sterling's rubs. I mean, every every product I use, I can get in one store now. And, and that was another thing that was pretty important to me. Travis Clark joining me here on the show talking about uh, barbecue and, of course, the win this past weekend at the Fort Worth, uh, Fort Worth Sam's Club local event. Travis, how many events will you get in, do you think, or how many do you have planned to get in before the regional round uh, towards the end of September? I don't know how many I'll be in before then. We're planning on, I'm planning to do between 30 and 35 this year. Um, so I imagine there's probably going to be 20, probably 25 in by then, I hope, if, if it goes like I hope. Will you be making or are you making a concerted effort to do a team of the year run? Or if it's you know something that happens along the way, that's good, but it's not the goal. I'm, I'm trying to schedule my vacation to be able to, if the, if the chance would arise last year, we had a, a, a killer year. We, we could only cook 20 contests last year, you know, but we, we, we finished pretty well. I think we finished seventh, seventh overall last year on only 19 qualifying events, which was, which was well. And I, and I would have liked, I really wanted to keep going. I just didn't have the vacation time to do it. And this year, I'm getting the contest late. I'm working on Fridays and then taking off and leaving at night to get to the contest late. 
trying to where I can get to be able to in a position to do 30 to 35, you know, and if we're not cooking good, obviously we're not going to cook that many, but I want to be in the position to Travis, what are you cooking on right now at competitions? I, I still my jambo. I got an enclosed jambo. Uh, I got it in, uh, in, in December of 2012. And, uh, I, man, I love the pit. It's, I love everything about it. And I, I got it on a porch trailer now, so I don't have to load and unload, which cooking by myself a lot this year, that's, that takes a lot out of it. You know, it makes it so nice. Do you use any other pits for competition or is it just uh, strictly the jam? Well, uh, right now that that's all I've ever used. Uh, out at the King of the Smoker, I did use my, my big Papa Smoker's drum out there uh, for my chickens. You know, we, uh, they gave us whole chickens and we had to do them. So I did some chicken breasts and stuff on it. I actually, uh, getting me a new uh, gateway drum this weekend tim and terry and then we're going to bring it to me down at the buffalo run uh they did one that kind of matches my jambo and i've been wanting one of them for a long time they're a really cool fit and uh tim finally talked me into doing it and then I'm, I'm excited to see it it's pretty cool so you know if you could talk to me a little bit about this gateway drum smoker i've seen them recently uh, a lot of people posting pictures of them the you know the the way they're decked out looks really nice. Uh, and this is a, a cooker that really seems to be coming in with some hype on the circuit. Now, uh, what do you like about, you know, this style of a drum versus any of the other UDS stuff that you see on the market right now? You know, the, the thing I, I really like about them, I mean, well, other than he, he customizes, I'm a big fan into a, a pit that looks cool. I mean, if I'm going to get my ass kicked, I might as well look cool doing it. Right. His, he, he, he puts a spin on them. I mean, they're just sharp. Um, the airflow on them, you know, you can adjust everything from up high. I, you know, what made me a believer in them Buffalo run last year, the second day we had horrible weather storm rolling in, you know, I had to roll my jammer around back behind the trailer to, to kind of block the wind. I mean, it, I had smoke going in one and out the other and, uh, Kent Bo right. Some friends of mine, they were over there cooking on drums and they had theirs over there and they're just plugging along at three fifty. And I thought, damn, you know, it don't, you ain't doing nothing. He's like, oh, we just open it up a little bit more. And I mean, that just really made me a believer in him. And, and then I've been punched in the mouth. I don't know how many times about these guys on these things. You get out of bed at six thirty in the morning and start cooking, and their food is just killer on them. You know, so I, I wanted to get one to, to play around on it and, and just to see. You know, I definitely not getting rid of my jambo. That'll that'll never happen. And uh, hopefully, you'll uh, have some good product this coming weekend in Miami, Oklahoma, at the uh, Smoking at the Run. Um, so that's going to be your your next competition. You know, it's a duel, or you know, it's a couple day uh, situation. Are you used to cooking uh, in events like this, or is this kind of a, oh, a first? Yeah, yeah. I, I cooked it last year. We uh, uh, last year we granted it the first day and reserve granted the second day, and then won the overall shootout. So it's I love doubleheaders. I'd do three in a row if we could do one. I I love them. Do you have a, a thought on your percentage of retaining the title? Yeah, it ain't good this year. It, the odds probably ain't real good. It, David has put together a field, the team's there, that is going to be awesome. You've got Myron Mixon coming up. You've got some of the Iowa boys coming down, you know, the elite team guys. and Some of those guys are just killers. Um, you know, Butcher will be there. I mean, there's there's really – you look at that list, there's 35, 40 teams that can walk away and win that thing easily. You know, it, it's, it's definitely going to be a big shootout. Travis Clark is the pitmaster of the Clark Crew Barbecue Team. Moving on to the next round of the Sam's Club 
National Barbecue Series in Midwest City, Oklahoma in September, but you can find him this coming weekend in Miami, Oklahoma at the uh, Smoking at the Run out there in uh, Miami, Oklahoma. Travis, appreciate the time tonight. Good luck this weekend, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. There he is, Travis Clark, ladies and gentlemen. Clark Crew Barbecue Team. And it is going to be a big competition this coming weekend out there in Miami, Oklahoma. And uh, as I said, hopefully next year I will be back in my hosting duties. Calvin uh, Burkett or Burchett is saying closer to 60 teams that could win it. Yeah, I mean, take a look at that list. That is the cream of the cream. So if cream is rising to the top always, then there's going to be a lot of cream that is uh, rising to the top of this particular situation coming up this weekend in the northeast corner of Oklahoma. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru. If you have been thinking about automatic temperature control devices for your cooker, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why are you going to buy from any other company? I don't know, but don't do it. Not familiar with how these little beauties work? Well, I'm not going to get into the minutia, but imagine a product that allows you to set a pit temperature and once set, keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. This is real life. And you could take advantage of this technology today. Now, maybe you are a busy working professional like me or perhaps constantly on the run with kids doing errands. And quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. I get it. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, or if your cooker's big enough, all of that, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. And the Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. There's a bunch of different models to choose from. You visit their website so you can pick out the one that is going to best fit your needs. Might I suggest two right off the bat. If you have a lot of Wi-Fi around you or you want to control multiple pits with a lot of internal temperature gauges, CyberQ Wi-Fi is raging across the market right now and it has been for years if you want to have like a cruise control for your pit not a lot of internal temperature stuff or, or wi-fi or anything like that party q is what you want party q 149 for most cookers ten dollars extra for the ceramic styles because of the flange at the bottom easiest point of entry into pit temperature control device self-contained package Runs on AA batteries, can go from cooker to cooker to cooker without fail. Easy to use. Now, if you're in the market for a cooker, look no further than the Onyx Oven. The Onyx Oven has been winning on the competition circuit as well as in backyards all over the country for years. It's fully insulated, holds a lot of meat, accommodates the half and full pans for food service, and works seamlessly with any of the Guru pit temperature control devices. Do yourself a favor. Head over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or visit thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We are back with Sauce and Rub Reviewer, Scott Roberts, out of the break. 
Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. All right, we are back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Thanks again to Travis Clark for joining me. Clark Crew Barbecue Team. He'll be in Miami, Oklahoma this coming weekend. Check him out. You can also check out Dave Boskin in Miami, Oklahoma as well. And a host of other greats, evidently. And I'm checking out these gateway drum smokers right now. I mean, look at these things. Are you kidding me? Super, like, hot rod paint and all that stuff. Man, oh, man. That is something else. All right. uh, You can find my next guest being an expert in the world of fiery foods. You can find him here on this show once a month. Doing the sauce and rub reviews. Let's go ahead and welcome to the show. We race to the Skype hotline. It is Scott Roberts of ScottRobertsWeb.com. Scott, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. Good. Just trying this out over the phone here. Uh, I think it was about 25 minutes ago, Windows just gave me an option. It's like, well, we're going to apply some updates. Either you do it now or postpone 15 minutes. So I thought, well, I'll take my chances. I think it's applying a major service pack or something. So wow. we're trying this out, seeing how it's going to go tonight. All right. So far, so good. Oh, wait. So far, so good. Oh, so- wait, yeah. So far, so good. You disappeared. You came right back. All right. Uh, so Scott comes on once a month, and we do the sauce and the rub review. Scott, of course, a fiery foods expert. Uh, we are now through the first, eh, almost through the first quarter, 2015, Scott. So in the world of fiery foods, has the first quarter shown us anything of significance? Or have you heard any rumblings or rumors about things that are going to be unveiled over the course of the next two, three, four months? I do not. Uh, there's going to be the big New York City Hot Sauce Expo. A lot of us are looking forward to that. There is uh, going to be the inaugural class of the Hot Sauce Hall of Fame. So that's something the whole fiery foods world is looking forward to uh, seeing who's going to get inducted in this first year. All right. So, you know, I, I was just talking about the Barbecue Hall of Fame and uh, mm-hmm. nomination. Well, I don't know if it's nominations are open, but they're asking for people's input on who should be nominated for the individual category. So you have like the pitmaster category and you have the businessman's category and you have the humanitarian slash celebrity category. And I have always long been a uh, a staunch opinion holder of if you have to ask or solicit opinion on who should go into the Hall of Fame or who shouldn't be, maybe don't have a Hall of Fame. The industry should be chock full of enough people that you should be able to go through, and whoever you pick probably shouldn't be that big of an issue with people or, or cause that much of a stir for crying out loud they put in guy fietti into the barbecue hall of fame I mean, what the f is going on with so what does your hall of fame look like scott uh well there was a, a governing body who picked uh 10 nominees and it's just a lot of the people i i think a lot of them have really put their input 
or they they're kind of displayed their influence probably mostly in the 80s and 90s there was an old historical guy Edmund McElhaney who was uh, the founder of McElhaney company who created Tabasco yeah. so obviously I think he's going to be a shoe in but it's a lot of guys who are around now who really uh, made the industry what it has been for the past 25, 30 years since everything has exploded. Uh, so there were 10 nominees and um, any of us in the fiery foods industry who uh, to kind of qualify us to be able to vote, we have to have been in the industry for three years or longer. So votes were cast. I kind of have a slight idea who the winners might be. I do not know for sure, but I have a pretty good idea. And a lot of these guys really do deserve it. How many How many people get in? Oh, the first year of five people are going to get in, five out of the initial 10. Then every subsequent year, there's going to be three people voted in. All right. Uh, will Dave DeWitt be getting in this year, do you think? He was one of the initial 10. I do not know if he's going to actually be getting in. Oh, travesty. Uh, that would be a travesty. Are you kidding me? You can't believe that he wouldn't get in, right? Um, He is one of the people that a lot of people I know have voted for. Uh, certainly of one of the most influential people. Of course. Uh, the, the Fiery Foods and Barbecue Show out in Albuquerque, the big foodie event has been going on for more than 25 years. Yeah. It really pushed the industry and promoted it into what it is today. Absolutely. All right, Scott. So uh, enough of the fiery food stuff. Let's get to something important like reviewing sauces and rubs that we do here each and every month with the expert himself, Scott Roberts. All right. So the first uh, item that you're going to be telling us about tonight is called fire belly sauce, dirty hot. So it stinks of all sorts of fire and flame in your mouth and then dirty at the same time, which I love. Tell me about this one. Dirty at the same time. Uh, of course, anytime I review stuff on the Barbecue Center radio show that happens to be spicy in nature, um, you know, coming from me, I can take all kinds of heat. But whatever I review is not going to be things that are, you know, Carolina Reaper ass blaster type <laughs> level. heat. It, it's going to be a more medium, uh, mild, medium, subtle heat. It just kind of adds a little labor, layer of texture, little uh, extra added dimension to it. And that's what uh, these sauces and the fire belly sauces. Now, uh, fire belly creates, uh, if the camera's up here, they, they actually come oh. in pouches. There's a, uh, they have five different sauces. This is probably the one probably I think that would be uh, of most interest to barbecue fans. It's more of an all-purpose sauce. Uh, dirty, hot. I, I don't know where they get that. Maybe just the fact that there's all kinds of different flavor components added to it. It's kind of like a hot sauce, but it's more of bringing in elements of a ketchup, a sriracha sauce, uh, just an all-purpose sauce. You can just kind of put on anything. There are tomatoes in it. There's a little bit of cumin, so it's kind of has that chili powder flavor to it. And specifically, I find that this is, does really good on beef and pork. Uh, chicken does okay. I, I think the real strength lies in its versatility. You could try this on rice. You could just try this on pizza. It's one of those types of sauces. You just kind of pour it on, see how it tastes. Most of the time, it did a really good job, in my opinion. It's just I'm a big fan of this brand, period. All five of the different sauces that they have. They're all packed full of flavor. There's 
it's not lacking in one specific area where it makes the sauce unbalanced. So I would have to give this a very, very high rating. All right. Uh, tell us about uh, quantity and price and where you can get it. Okay. Uh, these little pouches that I'm holding up here in front of the camera, uh, it come in 225 milliliter pouches, which I kind of figured out to be 7.6 ounces. So it's a little bit bigger than your standard five ounce woozy bottle of a hot sauce. Uh, it, if you go to their website, they have uh, pa different packages where you have to buy all five or packs of 12 of these. Uh, I would recommend getting one of each of all five hot sauces, and you can get that uh, for $35. And the website is firebellysauce.com where you can get this. All right, firebellysauce.com. And uh, your rating. I would give us a very high rating, a top 10 call. All right. So definitely something you want to so give a try to for sure. 35 bucks. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Well, uh, Firebelly sauce, dirty hot, but uh, get all five for 35 bucks. Firebellysauce.com. Next one you have on review is High River Sauces Rattler Barbecue Sauce. Yeah. High River Sauces is uh, the company. Uh, makes really great products here. Does a lot of collaborations with uh, chefs and people in the rock and roll industry and all that. Uh, the owner, uh, Steve Seabury, heavily into music and music promotion and all that kind of stuff. Now, he collaborated with Chef Chris Santos for this one. And Rattler uh, kind of implies that there is a little bit of chili pepperness to it. And it certainly does have a little bit of spice. Again, it's not going to blow people away. It's not going to really set your mouth on fire where you're going to go screaming for a half hour or look for ice cream to soothe the burn. Uh, but it does have a little bit of spicy edge to it. Um, one really noticeable thing in its overall flavor profile is the fact that there is raisins in it. And a lot of people will use raisins and a steak sauce to kind of yeah. add really kind of odd uh, all-purpose. I don't want to say all-purpose, but just a kind of rich, slightly off the wall quality to it. This uses it. I don't know if it's to its best ability though. You could really taste it. It just, instead of the, the raisin flavor melding with the other flavors, it kind of stands out on its own. Uh, the sauce by itself, all the other ones, you know, there's a strong tomato flavor, a little bit of sweetness. It's not too sweet and rich, uh, but it's just a raisin flavor. It doesn't mm combine with all the other ones to make it a really great barbecue sauce. In the description on the website that I have up right now, it says, uh, let's see, like a rattlesnake, the Casabelle chili is known for its distinctive bite and its seductively spicy sauce follows suit. The intrinsic smokiness of this complex pepper is infused with flavors of robust coffee rich molasses, and a sweetness of organic honey. And then it does mention the addition of raisins create a dynamic flavor that awakens the sentence, uh, the senses. Um, it, however, what I'm getting from you is that it's not so melded. It's a little bit more disjointed or uh, segmented in flavor. Uh, slightly so much, yeah. It's not like you're going to eat it and find that it's just messy and all over the place. But I just didn't find that it harmonized well. They were just uh, at times it kind of pulled away from the other flavors. 
it made it just slightly distracting. It's a good sauce, but nothing great, in my opinion. All right. Uh, where can you get it and the uh, size and how much? Okay. You can get this at Chef uh, Chris Santos' website. The High River Sauces website should uh, like redirect you to that if it's on there right now. Uh, his website is santoscooks.com. And it comes in a 12-ounce bottle for $8. And the rating for this Rattler, I'm sorry, High River Sauce Rattler Barbecue Sauce. Uh, this would get a Backyard Griller rating. All right. So it's not the, so, it's not bad. It's not great. Yeah, decent. Uh, around uh, three, probably three out of five, somewhere around that area. All right. Uh, and then the last one tonight is called Ring of Fire Steak Sauce. What can you tell us about this one? Okay. Well, Ring of Fire, uh, made by Mike and Dan's Gourmet Kitchen, uh, longtime veterans of the fiery foods industry, they create some just fantastic uh, chili pepper sauces. And this is kind of their, uh, I guess, their entry into the whole uh, steak sauce realm that they do. They've created this for a number of years. Uh, of course, as I'm holding it up here in front, of the camera a big big bottle a 16 ounce bottle it's uh the sauce itself just has an outstanding flavor uh so much richness so much going on with the onions and the herbs and the garlic and uh this is again this is more of a steak sauce than the uh, previous mention the rattler barbecue sauce but this employs all the different ingredients so well everything blends together this is probably more of a herby, garlicky type of steak sauce than most people are used to, especially if you're only used to the kind of the humdrum A1 steak sauce. Yep. This really rich, really strong flavor, and it's very versatile too. It's not just steaks, just about any kind of beef application, even uh, chicken as well. Uh, this really, really excels, and I happen to love this product. It's one of my go-to steak sauces. All right. Uh, where can you get it? Size and price. Okay. Yeah, the website is mikeanddianes.com. Come, like I said, a big sixteen ounce bottle, nine bucks. Well worth the uh, the price. You know, even to pay shipping on that. And this, just like the first product, I would give a top ten call. For. All right. So definitely worth the pickup, especially if you're looking for more of a, a robust flavored. Steak sauce, uh, just to briefly recap, uh, Firebelly sauce, Dirty Hot, and Ring of Fire steak sauce. Get the top 10 call. And uh, the High River sauce, Rattler barbecue sauce was Backyard Griller, so, uh, or a 3 out of 5, I guess we could say. Uh, Scott Roberts can be found at scottrobertsweb.com, and you find him here on this show about once a month doing the sauce and rub reviews because he is the official barbecue sauce and rub reviewer of this show. Scott, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming out. All right, thank you, Greg. Appreciate it. You got it. There he is, Scott Roberts from scottrobertsweb.com. He did that from his phone. Technology is crazy, man. It's freaking me out. You're freaking me out right now. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the guy that was just on at 935, Dave Bosca Butcher Barbecue. That's right. First and foremost, head on over to ButcherBBQ.com right now and order all of the brand new grilling oils. Things that you want to keep in mind about grilling oils. A, it's the brand new product. B, no refrigeration necessary. 
If you've been looking for a way to get out of the trap, the addictive hold of the parquet bottle, this is something that will be able to do that. It's not going to mess around with textures and all the other stuff that Dave talked about a little bit earlier. And you can bring it with you wherever you want to go. You don't have to worry about sticking it in a cooler after the fact, or as Dave said, out at the grill, you forgot it. Now you got to run back in the store or inside, get it out of the refrigerator or what have you. No, no, no. Forget about that. Just bring it out with you. Leave it out there if you want. I'm leaving mine right by the stove. And then it transports well to the grill. As I said, I put it on potatoes already. Put it on popcorn. I'm going to be putting it on steak. I will be putting it on my ribs just to try out see how that works for me as well. So uh, don't forget the three flavors, butter flavor. Steakhouse flavor and Chipotle flavor. Mix and match if you want. Uh, make your own flavors. Find out some great ways to add grilling oil to your everyday cooking tips and techniques and recipes. If it calls for butter, give the grilling oils a try. You're not going to be disappointed. Again, you can find them at butcherbbq.com. Of course, all the other products at Butcher's Barbecue website as well. The injections, the beef. The prime, the pork, the bird boosters, the uh, pit-flavored pork injections as well. How about the sauces and the rubs? All of that stuff available for sale at ButcherBBQ.com. Don't worry about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Items totaling up to $55 ship at $8.50 between $55 and $200 ship at $9.75. And anything over $200 ships for free. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com and stock up right now, this very instant. And again, hook up with the grilling oils. You're going to be very happy. Layers of flavor you can build on. Put a little line over it, flip it, cook it, a little line over it, flip it, continue to cook, another little line over it. Now you're building a layers and layers of flavor. You'll be happy that you did. ButcherBBQ.com, always trust your butcher. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Your calls and emails as well. Stick around. We will be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, new sound band, suburban voice record. Let's go! I'm an outlaw. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. There are two ways to get in touch with me. Don't forget, if you've missed any of the interviews tonight and you want to go back and get them, hit the main website around uh, noon tomorrow. Well, around midnight tonight for the audio archive. And you can also re-adjourn back to the same website around 11, 12 o'clock tomorrow for the video. I will get that up from Kevin Bevington at Outdoor Cooking Channel. Angela, you're damn right. I am an outlaw. I am an outlaw. Moonshine bandits. Once again, before we leave tonight, let me give you your prime directive, and that is to call uh, or email uh, bbq at americanroyal.com and tell those people 
that I should be on the list of Barbecue Hall of Fame nominations. Uh, it closes, uh, I believe it's, uh, I don't remember. There might only be like a week or two left. So don't delay. Copy me, Blind copy me in on the letter that you send to the American Royal. Tell people that I have been doing this for eight years. I'm providing a life. The hell? Damn. Flying at me. Jeez. Scare the, the bejeepers right out of me. Who the hell did that? Somebody's going to pay in this house. Somebody's going to pay. Yeah, Blake Moody just reminding me because it's really not a holiday that makes any sense to me. Happy St. Paddy's Day, everybody. Have a St. Paddy's Day, everybody. You'll love it. The St. Paddy's Day. Absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. All the way back in the first hour, Paul Carnell, PJ Smokehouse, talked about the big win at the Turn and Burn in Pleasanton, Texas. In the second segment, we had Dave Bosca, Butcher Barbecue, talking about his new grilling oils product. Very excited for that. ButcherBBQ.com. Then at 1014, Travis Clark at the Clark Crew Barbecue, talking about his win at the Sam's Club Local this past weekend in Fort Worth. He'll be at the Miami, Oklahoma event. It's a toss-up. If you're betting person... Dave or Travis will win this weekend because they were on the show. Karma, right? I don't know who it goes to. I mean, it's 50-50 right now. Also, Scott Roberts, scottrobertsweb.com, doing the sauce and rub reviews. Once again, if you missed the show, 11 o'clock or around midnight tonight, the audio archive will be up tomorrow. Video will be up around 11 o'clock or 12 noon September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.